Welcome back to the Bait and Switch Podcast. This is Season 3, and you probably noticed something different about Season 3, which is we're not doing what me and Jim refer to as the pre-music portion. No, we're not. No, we uh, we found out that we were just saying the same things over and over again. Right. Like, like, hey, we brought this guy in, and it was a really good interview. We hope you think so, too. Right. And a lot of times we're yeah. lying. So, wait, yeah. wait, what? They're, yes. You don't like the, the people you're interviewing? <laughs> just be quiet no. over there. <laughs> no, the, Pipe the, down. Fine. Uh, the, the, person hey. you're, the person you're hearing in the background there is our guest. Tonight's guest is Bill Finn. We really have no wait, idea wait, if this is going to be a good interview. We'll just say right now, this is probably terrible. We'll lower your expectations. That way, if it's kind of good, then it seems like it's great. Sure. Bill, are you on your A game tonight? I'm on my A game. Are you bringing it? You never specified to bring the A game, but I am on it. Well, okay. Uh, Bill Finn That's is true. kind of your classic yeah. you know, square jaw, oh, yeah. sure. no nonsense. Yes. Like I always picture Bill during the holidays. With what? <laughs> really? As what? Do tell. I picture him by the family hearth with okay. some type of cardigan sweater. Right. Uh, a like sifter? A, uh, what is sifter or snifter? What is it? Snif- snifter. A sifter is for flour. Although sometimes I do bake next I to the fireplace. <laughs> I just picture the kids <laughs> listening to him intently. The wisdom, the width coming from Bill, it, it just must be something. Well, you know uh, what we do do at the family home? Sure. Uh, when the kids were very small, uh, we have a blended family. It's kind of a Brady Bunch. Okay. To keep them only mildly entertained, uh, I would make up bedtime stories for them. So they are now all teenagers right. as opposed to six and eight. Um, okay. Uh-huh. And now they're like... That story sucks. Right, right. <laughs> tell us a different something yeah, cool. Yeah, please, please tell us something cool about a rapper. Or some type of car chase or shootout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something. Just step something up funny that I can't produce. We're talking family here, and I just I kind of want to start out with a general question. Bill, in your opinion, in general, kids, thumbs up, thumbs down? I, I think kids are a positive. Uh, they, they really uh, keep us human. Any shred of integrity or dignity that I've ever had, they've, they've taken away from me and stripped me down bare to the baseboards of whatever soulless existence that I have. And uh, Do they have the intent to build you back up? No, like, there's no, no intention just, no, really. of uh, okay. reparations just of any break, kind. Break you down. <laughs> yeah. For what? Just to break them down. Yeah. Reparations. And you know, I work and I work and I do and I do for this family yeah. and this is the thanks I get. Yeah. And do they appreciate it? No. I don't think no. so. Yeah. Reparations. <laughs> you pay them reparations or you expect payment from them? I was hoping for reparations from them. <laughs> I don't know if that's okay. I mean, (laughs) well, we've all read the statistics about how much uh, uh, parental units uh, spend on their uh, kidlets, and uh, it's it's a lot of money. And I'm I'm just hoping uh, that someone begins to appreciate that. Although I will say that if if nothing else, I have lots of plans to take it all back in my old age. I'm going to be, yeah. get off my lawn yeah. and pull right. my finger and have another snort of this scotch. <laughs> Are you keeping a tally? Is there a running tally? There's of- no, it's it's in my head and in my heart. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like things are going well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love my kids. Yeah, I can tell. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're great. They're you know, really what, great. have you ever, people are talking about a movie, like, for example, the big one out now is maybe Joker where people will say, you really got to see this movie, right? Yep. And they pump it up so much that then when you watch it, you're kind of let down. Sure. People did that for me with kids. They'd say something like, you don't know love until you have children. It ruined it for me, honestly. Love bites. 
Yeah. Love yeah. bleeds. Yeah, I uh, like I said, it, it should be a song. It ruined the whole experience for me because I was really expecting a lot, and then I was kind of let down. You know, how about spoiler alert? Have you, Have you let them know that they're really letting you down? Like you kids, I don't feel the love that everybody has told me about. You kids better step it up. I'm Station. more mad at the parents that puffed it up. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this question. Right. If you can't tell, I'm I'm mildly cantankerous individual. Sure. So I'm out and we're talking about children, you know, children this, children, you know, if I had a, there ought to be a law and all of that. And, yep. You know, and then you hear from some other person that your child has spent time with and they say, oh, your child was so wonderful. <laughs> you know, they, they were so wonderful in this little moment and sure. they, it meant so much to me or to my <laughs> other child. And you're like, what? Who? Right. What? Right. I've never seen that. No, no. Right. Exactly. And why do they reserve it for others? Yes, exactly. Why not for the people that they supposedly love so much? I take that as a sign that the child is comfortable around me. Comfortable enough to hide things about their personality. Hide things about their personality. (laughs) uh, Treat me, you know, like a second class citizen uh, as their servant. Treat my house like a hotel. Yeah. You can only truly take for granted somebody that you really love. Right. That's, that's what my wife says too. Yeah. That's really, yeah, it really just is a sign of their love. Yeah. It? It's a, <laughs> yeah. a sign of love, darling. <laughs> and you must really be loved. Because it sounds I like am, step I am, all over uh, you. <laughs> I'm one of the most loved people I know. Apparently. <laughs> by that measure. There's always that thing where growing up that your friend's dad and mom were cooler than your own. Oh, right? sure. Isn't yeah. that always the way? Or the aunt yes. and uncle. Yeah, my friends were always saying, your mom is awesome. She's so nice. And yeah. like, you don't know her. <laughs> my dad's an ogre. <laughs> we all have uh, our lives compartmentalized, right? You've got your work self. You've got your, your family self. You've got your you know, friend self. Podcast, podcast self. If we dig self, deeply yeah. enough, I'm very compartmentalized. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Which one represents the truth, Finn? This might be too deep. Here. I don't actually yeah. know. It's, 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 it's more of a composite. That, that is a good question. Like though. a fine painting. What is your true self? Where do you find your? Where do you feel your true self comes out? What, what yeah. compartment? Yeah. Yeah. Is it at work? Is it at home? Is it right here in this I think podcast? It's the cowering in the corner in the fetal position compartment. I think for me. I mean, that's just you know. For me, it usually happens when I wake up sobbing in the shower. That's yeah. yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> right. Waking right. up in Waking the shower. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Wow. Right. You know, the Did water, you have all your kidneys? The the water is is cold from running all night, and that's I mean, the we're, true we're me. Friends here. I can't follow that. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's I've <been> disturbing. <laughs> I've been meaning to take less showers, and those ones I should cut out. I think that's probably a good yeah. idea. I mean, if you're looking, you know, you can get a thing remember. where it's right. always hot. It's oh, right. the tankless. Yeah. That on, way on you demand. don't have to wake up sobbing in a cold shower. Or you can wake sobbing up sobbing in a warm, warm shower. shower. Right. Yeah. Right. That could be a New Year's resolution. Yeah, Almost right. worse. If I'm yeah. gonna, if I'm gonna be <laughs> sobbing in the shower and wake up not realizing I went into the shower, it should be at least warm. Are you clean in the shower? You, you have you used soap? When I wake up like this, I'm in my clothes. Oh yeah. Huh. Yeah, I, I I didn't get that part. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, okay. I enter the shower, uh, yeah, unbeknownst, unbeknownst to, to me, at yeah. some point during the night, and uh, I wake up every morning. Like my water bill is really a problem. Yeah, city appreciates it. I'm yeah, sure. either, say they must really yeah. like you, but it's either you know the therapist bill is high and the water bill is low, or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. So, maybe yeah, we can maybe we can balance like those the water two. pick is a, like a therapy type device right they 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 the water they pick? mark the water pick they mark it as therapy for your teeth 
No, no, those, those, uh, not the... I hope it's for his teeth. That's a water pick. The yeah. shower heads that do the pulsating... Oh, massage. pulsing the water, oh. um... I don't think the that's... massaging shower head. Right. Oh, is it? Oh, maybe water pick is the company. I'm water pick of, makes that. Yeah, okay. So okay, either I, I spend my money on the shower therapy or right. regular therapy, and lately I've been doing the shower therapy. That's what are me. they telling you in regular therapy? <laughs> Take a cold shower. <laughs> Take a cold shower. He's like, I yeah. want you to go to yeah. sleep in a cold shower with your clothes on, and you're doing it. So yeah. it's like maybe there's some hypnosis in there. Yeah, I don't know. Now, my father, Jim, knows my dad. Yes. Who's yep. 90. My dad, one thing he said... He would say, you know, do what you fear. But I really didn't want to take heroin, so I didn't take his advice always. It's not always, no. Is there, is there a piece of advice what, what, that you what, didn't take from your oh, father? All of it. I, all did of not, it. I did not take any advice that he gave me. Is your father still with us? Not in the podcast room, but... He's not in this room, but yeah. uh, yes, he is still with He and my mother. Although uh, very, very, um, you know, as many parents are at, at my advanced age, um, he's, he's really up there in years, and... Um, just got uh, he and my mother a, a new set of little cell phones. That they oh, can oh have. really? They're at a, at a point now in their lives where they just they're like, "I'm fine," and they tip over. Like, yeah. please take this phone with you and call us when, when something you, happens. When and I, over, when yeah. I got them these phones, it was like watching two babies uh, <laughs> with a, a toy for the uh-huh. for the like. How do I? I'm touching it and nothing's happening. Yeah, right. I'm pressing, and we spent 15 minutes on like, mom, no, the, touch the home button. We got them the very advanced iPhone seven. Yeah. iPhone yeah. one would have sufficed, I'm sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. A tin right. can and a string. Were they have, chewing on it at any point? Just, they were not chewing it. No? They were not chewing. But the 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 amount of time we spent on how to touch an icon. Uh-huh. on the phone was extraordinary to me. And I realized uh, how digitally native uh, most of us have become because they may has, I may as well have gotten them a brick. Sure. Said, Here, I, call me on this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I think Fisher-Price makes a phone. You might want to check with yeah, that. Yeah, the little talkie phone? Yeah. I've got a uh, one of those iPad-type things where I use for my charge cards in the office. Oh, yeah. And I find that the older somebody is, the more concerned they are that their signature be accurate. Do they cancel it and redo it frequently? Yes, yes. Or they can't figure out how to cancel it, and then they... they... <laughs> this is dumb, and they break it over their knee. But do they ever grab the real pen and try yeah, to Yeah, well, you got to stop. Oh, yeah, yeah Sharpie on your iPad. That's yeah, always right. fun. Or but ballpoint. The, yeah, the, yeah, but the 20-year-olds, they just you know put a line through it's it. It's like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it's just really a formality anyway. I mean, how, how often do you check that signature? Well, again, the older people think that somebody's checking. Oh, well, I know, but how? But you don't. No, I don't. No. And nobody does. That's but they're convinced yeah. that there's right. checking going on somewhere yeah, at some right. facility. At some point, yeah. For, yeah. You're right. There's probably mm-hmm. a facility these things are all run through. <laughs> they all have the database bank of they're like, signatures. They're like, Bill Finn signature is not looking good this month. We need yeah, to contact right. him. Get, I do believe there's someone no. there checking on no, my Bill, signature quality. They're not. <laughs> really? I don't think so. <laughs> Has Let's your signature quality deteriorated? A little bit. Not nearly as much as my wife. Yeah. She makes an H and a like you said, an H and a line. Like that's it. I actually write my name. I don't I don't do it so slowly, forty five seconds, but I write my name out. And she always gives me crap about it, right? But then we, we went and we uh we refinanced our house and um when I was signing those papers, the guy who was doing the paperwork said hard it's harder to forge my signature than an H and a line, 
right? For her, because you've actually spent time <laughs> because writing well, be- in cursive. Because because there's more to it. Yeah. Every now and then they'll say something like, "Sign your check, Mickey Mouse, and see if anybody looks." Right? Right, right. Have you ever done that? Have you ever like written nasty messages on a check? No, but I've mm-hmm. I've been with somebody who wrote a nasty note to somebody on like the bill that we got at the table. You know, yes. when they leave the the bill. There. I guess that's a check, right? But yeah, he wrote like. If you want to get better tips, you know you should do this and this and like he was a, a nasty gram. It was something, yeah, to the to the waitstaff of like this is why I, I stiffed you. You <laughs> see that on Facebook every now and then, where somebody wrote something jerky or racist or whatever on the on the uh, yep. on the check, and then it makes uh, yeah. makes social media. Maybe that's what he's trying to do is make the news. Well, Who knows? Could happen. I've yeah. never been inspired to uh, get back at. Somebody for bad service. Wait, staff. It, w- now, get back. Do you mean uh, writing notes or even tipping less? Have you ever tipped less because of bad service? Yeah, tipped less, but I haven't like called the manager or anything like that. No, no. We had we had a guy once when we were in North Carolina, uh, who it was about eleven thirty in the morning, and he came over to us and was taking our order, and then he came back about five minutes later and he said, uh, "Excuse me." Can- can you tell me what I wrote right here? And it was just like a squiggly line. And then he says, y'all, I'm so drunk right now. <laughs> this guy at 11.30 in the morning was hammered. It turns out he was a, um, a flight attendant who had a late overnight flight that came in at you know, 6.30, 7.30 in the morning, whatever, and then went out with his flight attendant friends. Just and then went hammered. to his waiting tables job. Then went to job. his waiting tables job. Again. Like you do. It was so funny because he showed us the pad where he wrote down like, you know, cheeseburger and fries or something. And it literally was just like, <laughs> it reminded me of when I, I used to be in, when I was in college, once in a while, early morning classes, I would fall asleep while I was taking notes. And I thought I was writing something. Right. And then you look at it later and you're like, oh, that's just a line. What like, could I, this possibly <laughs> right, right. have been? That's what it was. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, can you tell me what this is? So... We didn't call the manager. The manager did come over and apologize, however, and release the gentleman to go home, hopefully by cab. Did you get any free stuff? We got free dessert. Oh, very yeah. good. Very yeah. good. The drunk waiter might be entertaining, though. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was very entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like, what was that uh, restaurant? Ed DeBevix? Yep. Right. They insulted you, and we took our kids there to Ed DeBevix uh, one time, and the um, my stepson ordered a, a salad, and the waitress was like, what are you, some kind of rabbit? You know, gave him a really hard time for <laughs> right. ordering a salad. That's yeah. not a man's meal. Uh-oh. This waitress is rude. <laughs> like, it's a, no, and we were like, uh, no, it's it's sort of a thing that they do yeah. here at the restaurant. And we like way over explained it, you know, yeah. like you do with any good joke. Right, sure. And, and he was like, this is a dumb restaurant. Yeah. I don't like it. How old was he? He was eight. Eight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the joke so, might be lost. So, so you didn't give him any forewarning that they were going to be rude to this eight-year-old? You no, just we said, wanted to immerse him in the whole sure. rudeness experience. The culture of Yeah, the, the culture of the endobevics. Right. Yeah. How, uh, how important has it been for you to assign chores to your kids? What do you, what do you assign them? There is a lot of assignment. Not doing, though. The, mm, not yeah, they're getting better about the doing. Uh, so, so the, the chores include okay. things like... Um, Rinsing your dishes in the sink after dinner. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we've just recently progressed to putting them into a dishwasher. And this is an 18-year-old, right, that we're talking uh, 16 about? A 16-year-old. 16-year-old. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. got my 12-year-old rewiring the kitchen. Maybe that's a little too much. That I will send my fire. children over right away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my son, uh, I was mad at him. He didn't pull the permits. 
Oh. I'm going to take any cold violations out of his uh, oh, yeah. lunch money. For sure. Uh, oh, yeah. good. I'm glad you don't give him an allowance. <laughs> no, it's just lunch money. Not yeah. no. It's, oh, okay, good. No, good. Wa- no walking around money. Just just food money. Yeah. When my stepson was ten, my my daughter and uh, he are the same age. They're they're both sixteen now. But when they were ten, uh, we had a lawn mowing opportunity. We had one of those old rotary mowers, which is oh, probably sure. my mistake. They couldn't even <laughs> make it through like five feet of grass. So I was like, you know, and I did but, I did what every responsible parent should do, which is like, get get out of the way. Let me do this. <laughs> so were they, was one on each side of the handle of this no, thing? No, they took Just turns. One, one was like, I'm done. And then the next one was like, I can't do it. Uh-huh. You know, they they what one of the things they have learned, uh, and this sounds like I really don't like my my children but i i do this will stay in the podcast this part for sure (laughs) fantastic (laughs) count me in for another session (laughs) this is comedy gold all right let's hear it (laughs) so they they have learned how to um how to do it poorly so they never have to do it again and uh we're all not in agreement did you do that as a child or no i never did that i did that i was like i'm going to do a good job because i'm supposed to as a kid there was a fear that if you did a good job they would assign you more work and so if you did a bad job they'd say give that to me and then you get out of the job Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. i had a kid this this was a this is a commentary on on kids a little bit i was cleaning out my garage and it was a hot summer day and a friend of my kids and he was maybe 10 years old he pulled his bike into the garage and said, what you doing? I said, I'm cleaning my garage. He goes, this looks like a lot of work. You getting paid? I said, <laughs> I said, I said uh, no. I said, no, it, it's my garage. He goes, damn, you should be getting paid. He said, I wouldn't do this unless I got paid. I said, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well. Did you call your mom and say, hey, mom. <laughs> and I said, well, if I don't do it, nobody's going to do it. And he's like, ah, sucker. And he walked. Yeah. He, he drove out. What there. a chump you are! Yeah. cleaning yeah. your own garage yeah. without getting paid. He paid. had his mind right. on his money right. and his money on his mind. Yeah, yeah. right. Another <laughs> thing that should be a song. Well, should be a song. But Bill, you yeah. dutifully <laughs> did your your. Uh, I did my your, chores dutifully. Did you? Yeah. Pro- my mom probably will not tell the same story, but uh, I feel like I did. Uh, I feel like I may have complained once or twice, mm-hmm. but I did my Perhaps. chores. I just had a thought on this. Maybe I just did things really poorly and didn't even realize I thought I was doing them well because I really didn't have any chores. I do remember the one of the worst arguments I ever had with my mother was when I uh, I was in college and I was uh, living at my parents' house for the summer, not paying rent. Sure. And I, I was working, and I was working more hours in a day than my mother happened to be. Okay. And she gave, was giving me a hard time about cleaning up. And I was like, I'm tired. I've been working all day. All day long slaving. And, yeah, yeah, slaving right. away. And then i got to come home and clean. I work more hours than you do. Uh-oh. She's like, that'll be $400. I'll leave it to your rent, imagination. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the skin I got away with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, every now and then Oops. something passes your lips as a kid and you're like, uh-oh. Yeah, I always remember my daughter. Uh, I bought her a gift card, like a fifty dollar gift card from the tween clothing store Justice. Mm. Oh yes, for Christmas. Oh, right? I hate that store. She was into it at that time, and she opened up the gift. She goes, "Oh, I'm really not into that store anymore. I'll give this to my friend." Oh, 
<laughs> and I said, no, we are going to the store and you're going to find something for $50. I don't care if it's a belt or whatever. Right. Yeah. But she goes, I will just hand this to my friend. I yeah. said, no, you won't. No. Yeah. Why don't you, why don't <laughs> I be Christmas. your friend? You can hand it back to me and I will. When clothing, do you remember as a kid when you'd go to Kohl's perhaps, you're looking at back to school clothes yep. and you're trying something and your mother would say, oh, I like that. That looks like a good outfit. Nope. And then, and then yeah. that outfit became like the baby bird that fell out of the nest and then a human picked it up and put it back in the nest. Right. You want nothing to do with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Much like the tough skins that the I tough wore. Skins. As, yes. uh, brown tough oh, yeah. skins. Brown tough skins and corduroys. I always mm -hmm. had to wear corduroys back then too. And Granimals. Granimals, yep. Back yep. to school shopping. That was a stressful event. Oh, I hated shopping for clothes. Yeah, because oh, I they, still do. I still yeah, do. Yeah, because they had their ideas which clashed with yours. I just didn't like trying stuff on like i gotta take my clothes up put it back on take clothes on and off and on and off i hated it hated it i i, I look back on some of the photos of me in say third grade for example and sure. um, i had uh, plaid trousers not okay. not jeans or pants these were trousers uh -huh. Uh -huh. And, uh, and i picture you wearing something like that today by yeah. the way but anyway right. expected I, it. i'm not yeah. saying I, I i could see you wearing that in some ironic sense Thank you. Okay. Along with a big, Continue. I'm sorry. That's great. <laughs> big collar. What else shirt. are you picturing? You leather vest. A leather vest yeah. and some plaid trousers. That's more of a bustier, but uh, <laughs> so I'm sorry. I stopped your. So you're looking at these. Pictures, no, no. The it was just the trousers. dorkiest outfit. You. It was all plaid trousers and black, like Oxford shoes and. Yeah. Um, Little uh, polo shirts with a zipper up the middle. Did you think much about fashion as a teen? I thought a lot about it. Did you? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I realize I should never admit that where I'm being reco uh, recorded on anything. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there it is. I thought a lot about it because I was so uh, I felt so under underdressed. What was what sure. was the first item of clothing that you bought when you had your own money that you really loved? I still haven't. I the, the first the first I've item of clothing outfits. that I really loved it was a pair of Huarachi Huarachi is that how you say Huarachi You're saying it I don't know Huarachi sandals okay. that I bought from uh, like a like a it was like a South American trading post store on North Avenue it's not there anymore you, you know it's called the World Marketplace or whatever whatever East it, Side East okay. East Side of Milwaukee uh -huh. I can't think of my item but I was. He made me think about something about the this new concept of a gap year between high school and college. You know yes. what I'm talking about? Yes, where you wear gap clothing. Well, I was going to say my nephew took a gap year, and uh, he liked it so much he's going to enlist in the old navy, and they're going to send him off to some banana republic. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I think that uh, this is a good thing, the gap year concept. What about you? I think it's a great uh, it's a great uh, concept, the gap year. Uh, everyone should have it. Uh, you need to be out on your own. You need to explore the world. Mm -hmm. uh, not everyone's parents can finance that, um, or n not everyone wants to live through the poverty required if your parents don't finance it. But right. I think it's an excellent idea. But co you know, have you ever done the, the like the Euro packing? Like the what do they call that? The 
I think they call it Euro packing. Euro packing. Uh, <laughs> where you stay in a hostel. Host, yes. You, you backpack around Europe. Filming a, a ride, wearing short pants, uh, you know, short shorts around sure, because, uh, you know, Belgium and whatnot. Yeah, because for some reason, hitchhiking is safer in Europe than it is of here. Of course it is. I don't is. know why. It gets a bad name from a murderer too, but now you just hear about the murders more. It's the same amount of murdering that's, that's going on. True, but we yeah. live in the age of the internet, so you hear about the hit, uh, yeah. hitchhiker, backpacker murders. You know who you should have on the show is uh, Al. Al Barrent? Yeah. Is that how you say the name? Yeah, Barrent. He has some amazing stories of, uh, you know, he's like, well, I got on my bike when I was 19, and we rode from Wisconsin to Philadelphia to go to a wedding, and all I had was a, a mason jar full of wheat germ and some peanut butter. And, <laughs> wow. And it, it that like, is a wow. story, it's yeah. Like, you are really living... <laughs> Like I'd pay a quarter to sleep in the public park, and I'm like, that's, <laughs> you got to pay a quarter to sleep. That's in the kind park. Of, Can you do that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Is there like a slot <laughs> you put the quarter in? Had to buy a ticket somewhere, like a little parking meter. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, I just want to get ready to go to the second half of the interview. Here we've taken, sure. we talked about Bill raising his kids from four years old to college. This, and, let uh, me state again for the record, I adore my children. Kids, thumbs up. We'll cut that out. Thumbs okay, up. good. <laughs> All right, we'll take a little break and we'll come back for the second half. Sounds good. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch podcast. Before we get into things, I want to send a special shout out and thanks to the UK contingent of our listeners. They are our second biggest international market behind, right behind uh, Ireland. No, no. sorry, uh, behind uh, the Netherlands. Netherlands. So hello to everyone out there in Plymouth, Sheffield, and Derby. Is it Derby or Derby? Derby. Well, I think Derby is how the English would pronounce it. Okay. So uh, so thanks to them. So here we are back with my co-host, as always, Chris Beyer. This is the second half of our interview with Bill Finn. Hello, Bill. Welcome again. Hello. It's good to be back. He's a second-time guest here at the Bait and Switch podcast. Yep. So thanks for coming in. Uh, Bill, before we get too far off, I want to uh, ask you about a hobby of yours that I just learned about. Yeah. Uh, you're a volunteer birth coach. Yes, uh, that's uh, you I, know I mean, all you course. really need is warm water and towels. I thought it was more of a coaching more than actually no, hot delivering. Hot water, clean towels. So you're delivering you're, too. Whoop, kid you're pops de- out. You know how do uh, these expecting mothers and perhaps even more so their partners respond when you barge into the maternity room? Well, first of all, I like to set the mood with some soothing music. So okay. there's very little barging. I light a few candles. Really? You know. Okay. Uh, a little incense, perhaps? You know, that sometimes uh, the expectant mothers yeah. are sensitive uh-huh. to the smell. But they're not expecting you. So, I mean, when this strange man is set up some type of strange romantic... Is a, strange is a, is a very qualitative word. Right. With some, uh, well, they I, haven't met you before. A man unknown yeah. to them. So you're a stranger. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, you, you just kind of wander in. And do you like make an announcement? I'm your birth coach. Here I am. Let's yeah, I go. do. I, oh, sure. I like to announce it. You know, it, uh-huh. it's good to establish a rapport with the happy couple. So. Shouldn't, on you, do this, that? Uh, Shouldn't on you do that in the months prior? Yeah. I mean, just coming right in months, at the end. Months? Really? Months? I mean, how much time do you really want to spend with these people? <laughs> they don't want to spend that time with you. They're okay. busy, like, prepping. Okay. Their, you know, they're, they're prepping for birth. Right. And so, you know, really, I feel like the five to ten seconds that I kind of, like, sidle into the room <laughs> yeah. and then Silent, you, yep. you, yeah. you sort of whisper that. and you're like, I am the birth coach. Yeah. Right. Like, what, I'm here you, to help. Just slide your head right up next to her head and say, hello, I'm the birth coach. What, what, what I'm a professional. 
Right? Sure. That's a okay. very startling image. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I prefer well, a I, soft, low tone okay. right next to the ear in just this voice. So the sure. doctor says something like, uh, you're five centimeters dilated. Is that your cue? When, when, do, you, when do you come in? Yeah. Uh, at, at the proper moment of dilation, right. uh, I, I, you hear a sound of like... Yeah, like yeah. the rubber gloves, right. and oh, normally yeah. I just like to get the, the the yellow cleaning pair from the grocery store. I find those work really well. Yeah. Okay, sure. Uh, some people are all into like latex, and yeah. the, you know you can get that stuff at Home Depot. I mm-hmm. like the nice thick leather ones. Leather. Um, well, you can get them from the veterinarian supply. Uh, you Does know, leather we, clean up nice? Well, I mean, or, I not not leather, can... rubber, rubber, oh, rubber oh, gloves. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, leather. Okay. Who leather. uses leather? <laughs> right. It's like sheepskin. I, I thought maybe you just wanted to look good. Yeah. Do they ever so, give you yeah. the camera to like you know film things or not so much? Yeah, they try, but they try. I tell them that that's very. Um, I, I I'm not sure if I'll say this great as de class. Yeah, but I mean, you did a couple of film school classes, right? Yeah, yeah I you did. Know what you're uh, that was probably for, good at framing things. Right. You know. Birthing films and those films are two very different genres. Okay. What does your wife think about all this? She's it's, down with it. I mean, it's your, okay passion, it's your passion. So. It, it's my passion project. Okay, yeah. Sure. Right after the birth, I take out my Polaroid camera uh-huh. and I ask the couple with their child and sometimes the physician to stand together and I t- take a little picture. So the stranger can take your picture. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, right, okay. I take the picture and then we have a wall at home where I put sure. all these oh, up. Yeah. Okay, and that's cool. And we started on, yeah. the, on the fridge Yeah. and now we have a whole cork board that fills the living room. Wow. We have little pins and I got a map yeah. So I know where everyone lives mm-hmm. that I've taken a photo of. Where they all live. For. Are you like godfather to dozens of kids, perhaps? Yeah, I keep getting the paperwork in the mail where yeah. they say you, I think it's the godfather paperwork. Right. Where they say, you know, yeah. by order of the court. But yeah, right. It's, keep... That's what it says on the top. I don't really sure. read the rest, no, but no, I, there's I really think no it's reason. the Godfather there's paper. There's no reason to, right? Is there an right. oath? I might be a Godfather for all I know. Yeah. They just, yeah. Let's pick the strange, strange well, man Well, you know, they in. think it's strange when I go into my... Um, who's the actor? Who played the Godfather? He talks <laughs> like this. Marlon Brando. You do a little shtick, huh? Yeah, I do a little, <laughs> do a little shtick. That's good. Is that just like a hint? You know, you start launching into the Godfather. Like, just okay, you don't uh, want to ask. I want you to breathe. <laughs> keep breathing. I'm like, oh, now I want you to breathe a little bit for me. Oh, just come on right now. And the head comes out, and all oh, is beautiful. I want to tell you something. I was one beautiful baby. <laughs> so, so that kind of gives them. The, so that way, you don't really have to ask. Right? Will you make me the Godfather? You just yeah, I to am be a the Godfather. Godfather. And then they say. Like the dawns on him. Hey, like, why don't you be the guy? Godfather? Right, right. You'd be shocked at how well that works. Yeah, I, yeah. I bet. I yeah. bet. I, mean, I am so privileged. Yeah, to be a part of those people's lives. Yeah. in in such an intimate way. Right. It's a captive right. audience. They're not going anywhere. Well, they don't want to. If you work on characters. They don't want to go anywhere. It's like they're rooted to the spot. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, that can't get them to go away. Yeah, no. The fathers yeah. don't. They've got no questions for you, but. Well, they seem to be very engaged. They do okay. ask a lot of questions. Okay. Sure. Why and are you here? Who are you? Who are you? What, uh, what yeah, the hell so is I tell them, on? and then I say, you know, are we going to do this, man? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. yeah, we're going to do this. Okay. Yeah, like a Tony Robbins character right. now. Yeah. 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 yeah we're going to so, walk on some hot coals and deliver this baby. Sure. Have you been escorted out of the room? No, okay. that's, that's, that's like. Your Uncle Bill. Yeah. 
<laughs> Uncle <Right>. Billy. <laughs> Tell He's us the story. godfather. Tell us a story, Uncle Billy. Tell, yeah. yeah. So most, yeah, they, okay. they, uh, most of these people take it very positively. I, I keep saying strange man. A person <laughs> unknown to them a walks. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, that is a strange. You know, it's, it's yeah. really instilled in me a belief in other people because mm -hmm. they approach me with such wide-eyed optimism. Mm -hmm. It might be surprised, really, in their <laughs> eyes, not optimism. Yeah. I'd be surprised, too, if a baby was coming. Yeah. Sure. You know, yeah. well, half these people, have yeah. it's their first kid. I think they yeah. know it's coming. It's just you that they don't know it's coming. <laughs> right. But, but I, I, I do like to emphasize that I like to start with just a little, a few quiet words yeah. uh -huh. in the ear. And that things get very still yeah. in the room. As she looks around frantically, or is it? Uh, well, she's looking around. I, but yeah. she's about to give birth, right? Yeah, so she's looking around. Sure. Where's the nurse? Where's sure. the doctor? Where's the police? Where's right. the, the man? Yeah, yeah, you need those people too. Who's, right, right. Somebody could take my baby. Right. And the woman yeah. is like, "There's the man that I saw down by the vending machines. I don't know why he's here. Yeah, I bought her <laughs> right, some right. M Ms. <laughs> right. There's right. no problem. Yeah. Are you more of a like a Lombardi style coach, or are you like a Lombardi style? Yeah, Lombardi. Yeah. Like, are you like rough, tough, you know, like no nonsense? Or are you like a player's coach, you know, like? You know, I do have a style and sure. I, I feel like it's supportive. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it kind of starts, you know, I, I, I like to start it low. It's very rhythmic. Okay. Uh -huh. And, uh -huh. uh, you know, because birth is all about a rhythm. Sure. Right. And, you know, I kind of go like. Build it up a crescendo. Oh, yeah, yeah baby. <laughs> right. We got so, a oh, baby really? coming out. Kind of like the uh, we're the, gonna the deliver Barry White this baby, of. baby. Right. Okay. You can build it from there. <laughs> yes. And so we're Tony gonna Robbins, deliver this to baby. Tony Robbins and the Godfather. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe just bringing it back down. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, you're an athlete. I mean, you you warm you warm up you stretch for this. Kegels. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. Isn't that what the the it's, expectant mother should be? Yeah. Doing? Well, I, I feel it really helps me to empathize. Okay. With uh, sure. the birth mother, you okay. can see that. That's just yeah. really uh, very uh, compassionate. I was expecting yeah. more of the hammies, but the kegels, sure. I thought you might like you know cramp up during this. No, process. well, you know you do have to prepare. Um, you Electrolytes. Know, I, I like to do a lot of wall sits, you know, to strengthen okay. some isometrics sure. for my for my thighs because when you're in the catcher's position, oh, as you are Hold for on, the isn't birth the doctor at the catcher. Yeah, position? what do you? you know, sometimes sometimes he just doesn't know what he's doing, okay. so they, step I in. step in. Yeah, you, you call an audible. <laughs> Are there other people like you, other volunteer birch coaches that are like in some type of makeshift bullpen waiting to be called in? Well, we do have a network. Okay. And uh, okay. I do, in case I can't make uh, a birth that I've planned on, mm -hmm. uh, then I, I call a colleague. It's kind of a meetup group. It, no, it's a little more organized. Okay. Uh, you know, it, it, I don't, you know, we don't have dues or anything like that, but it is the. Um, Midwest network of birth coaches. Okay. Okay. Volunteer birth coaches. Because this is this is not you don't hold any type of formalized training. This is just your passion. You volunteer. Uh, I, I think I have plenty of skill. Okay. I'm not. Chris. I'm not doubting the skill. Yeah. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I'm just saying that this is more of a hobby than yeah. a, a vocation, right? E you could call it a hobby. Yeah. It's like an avocation. Right. Do you have walk-up music or anything? Do you have like, uh, you know, like We Will Rock You cranking on the back? Like, bum, 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 so Rocky is so your yeah, that's my go-to. Okay. Yeah, nice. that's a good one. That is yeah. a good one. That's I good. I would thought it'd be Eye of the Tiger, but you go with the, the original. Well, the old original, school. sure. Yeah. yeah, you know, rising up. 
Straight to the top. Take my time. Took my chances. Yeah. And then I is that for like a second birth for like if you ever you know that's the third. Is that Rocky three? And when and when and when the baby comes out, I like to grab the dad by the lapels. Okay. And I like to look him in the eye. It's like the eye of the tiger. And I look him like right in the eyes. And he like looks at me. His eyes are like dish plates they're yeah. huge yeah. and I was like this is what birth is all about man <laughs> yeah. it's about connecting man to man right. while the right. baby's being born with that's some stranger what, yeah that's what it's about I, yeah. no we're close by that time that point, they got lapels sure. like they got like a suit on well, well aren't they in some yeah. type of a, a smock depends on the hospital you go to okay. I mean sometimes you know in the in some hospitals guys just wearing a t-shirt you okay. know, that's cool. You kind of got to grab them by the shoulders. But in yeah. like some of the suburban areas, uh, they, the, the the men do wear suits, and sure. uh, then look good. prime for lapel grabbing. Well, you got to be ready I for anything. I would imagine I'm, for my birth of my children, I was wearing a double breasted. I had I had a vest on oh, yeah. and a cummerbund. <laughs> Like sure, a waistcoat. Sure. I mean, if you're well, not yeah, going to tux, I mean, don't, don't we all do the tux? If I mean, you're not going to be the... formal for that, when are you ever going to pull it out? Right? I mean, that is a big event. Yeah, I always like to. Well, you know, Chris, that's a great idea. Maybe I should go to the hospital in a tuxedo. A tuxedo, yeah. <laughs> I think. Or, or what about even like a like a mascot uniform? Yeah, class it up. You know? Class it up. Yeah. yeah. What lady doesn't love a man in a tuxedo? Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever get fatigued during this process and never call in for backup? I need a reliever. Yeah, one. Uh, there, there have been a couple of times. The last time that happened, uh, I went out into the lobby. Uh, what do they call that? The nurses' the, station or the? Yeah, right. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, outside the birthing room. Right, right. And uh, you know, the the mom was just like she was grabbing onto me and like squeezing. Yeah, I don't know if that's a thing. I was yeah. like. I need some help in here. Yeah. She's squeezing me really hard. Right. I want to be helpful. Yeah. But right. she was not letting me be helpful. She's not in the right mindset. No. It didn't no, seem no. like it. And, no. you know, I, I went back and I played back the tapes. Oh, the tapes. Okay. Sure. The, well, the audio or video or both? What? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all of it. <laughs> all of it. You yeah. know, it's like football. The football players, they all have to go back and they watch the tapes. We're going to watch the is, tapes. Is this hidden camera or do they know they're being taped? Uh, I don't know if they know, but okay. it's there. I okay. mean, it's, it's, it's you know, it's just it's, there. It's, yeah. for tra- I, it's for training purposes only. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's the Midwest birthing network. network okay right right you guys all said we, around, you, we <laughs> review the tapes yeah you guys you guys get in the in the in the room put turn off the, the lights and pull out the projector yeah and, and they go back and forth so here's where you messed yeah. up yeah, yeah. Do, do you it's, see it's play-by-play yeah, play analysis you like, oh, if you will see, you got you get your arm up too high this way yeah you know, yeah you, and some yeah. guys have really developed some techniques you know it's okay, like you yeah. whoop, whoop, and it's, it's like done it takes me a little while uh i don't know if i'm just maybe i need to like an apprenticeship supposed to be doing it you're what? supposed to be just coaching, maybe because you're not actually supposed to be doing anything, really. But if the doctor, I mean, it should seem like I'm not even there. And then I walk away, and I'm like, Done. yeah, right. I'm right. sure there's a lot of people Peace that would out. like it if you weren't there, perhaps. Well, I try and make it seem that way. That's why I go with the low voice. I'm yeah. Like, hey, baby, I'm I'm right here with you. It's like I'm not even here. You yeah. And baby. When you say, hey, baby, you're baby. talking to the baby, not the, baby, the woman. Right. Yeah. Because the, yeah. <laughs> well, the baby, you know, babies respond to sound. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. like soothing noises. So you go baby. right up, right up to the stomach and start talking. Come on, baby, hey, baby, just come on <laughs> yeah. out, come on out, baby. Yeah, That's I right. think it's admirable, honestly. Thank oh you. yeah, yeah. Thank you very yeah, this much. This is like a, a a service you're doing for the community. Well, I 
It's kind of remarkable. I haven't really talked about it with anybody except you guys. Yeah, well, I'm glad we could bring it's this a, to light. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, the, now he's, the world's going to hear about it, and I'm he's, sure uh, it's going to take off. I mean, he, I, I he's mean, unsung. I don't really want to get any calls. No, you won't. I mean, I don't want this to take off and be like a thing that thing. we have to like. Right. Then you. Gotta, I mean, the Midwest Birth and Coach Network is. I mean, we all. We all have lives. Midwest Church and Coach I thought it was Network. Midwest Network of Volunteer Birth Coaches. I thought it was M- MNVBC. This is what I thought it was. I can I never it. get the acronyms. Because yeah. <laughs> I was going to check the tape and see if yeah. you're consistent. Yeah. But it's, what are you saying again, Jim? Uh, Mid- Midwest Network of, uh, well, you said of birthing coaches. Of course, it's of volunteer birthing coaches. Yeah. So it's MNVBC. Midwest, yeah. Bir- we're, we're birthing coaches. Right. Volunteer. We're, yeah. Volunteer. We're yeah. birthing coaches. Right. <laughs> Because there's people, sure. you there's keep people that do it for a living. And <laughs> yeah. you, you know, you keep repeating yourself. I'm just going to repeat myself. I hope that's okay. <laughs> you're kind of like a paramedic. You're not quite a birthing that, coach. You're I a, think that is really closely aligned. You're a paraprofessional. Yeah. Yeah. You're not the coach. You're, you're paracoach. Para, like yeah. a paramedic. Right. We were talking before the uh, mic started recording here that it is now cyclocross season. Yes. Cyclocross, explain that. To our listeners for well minutes. as i like to explain it it is a lot like uh, if you if you uh, familiar with uh, steeplechase it's like that except with a bicycle and it happens in the fall and was originally started in belgium uh, by uh, road racers who needed to stay in shape over the, on the off season so they'd you know ride ar- across country you know okay. it was like cross-country bicycling yeah and you're like you know Going through little creeks and you know, the muddy riverbank and uh, through snow and hills and all kinds of obstacles. And uh, in the uh, old man slow category, which I am in, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a 30-minute race and it's it's basically a heart attack in a can. Oh, nice. Uh, okay. You, you're going super hard and then you have to stop and there's all kinds of like technical things where you have to maneuver around. Um, there was a race last weekend where the, there was a hill... It was very snowy and muddy, and you literally had it was a scramble to um, uh, just try and even get anywhere up this hill because you'd take two steps and like slide down and take two steps and slide down. I actually dropped my bicycle uh, halfway up the hill because I was just trying to get a handhold or a foothold or anything. Right. And my bike just sort of slid down the hill and I was, you know, I was reaching out after it. So you're dragging your bike up this hill? Yeah. And then okay. you get up to the top and it's, it was so steep going down the other side. It was, it was frightening. And then right. you had to turn immediately at the bottom. So there was no coasting space. Right. So okay. you were very likely to wipe out at the bottom. What's the worst injury you've sustained in a, a cyclocross? Because this sounds like it's ripe for injury. Uh, well, it's it's uh, it's much less injury prone than a uh, road race because the ground is by and large soft. Is it ripe uh, for injury or rife for injury? Is it ripe or rife? R- ripe means it's ready for injury, okay. and, and rife, rife means it's full of full, injury. Yeah. So it could be both, right? Yeah, it and could rife. be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if it's ripe, then it becomes rife. <laughs> it's rifely ripe. Yeah. So the ground is soft, and the trees are hard. Yeah. So don't run yeah. into a tree. Usually good advice, in general, little really? PSA no, to our listeners, no. don't run into trees. Okay. Yeah, avoid good. a tree. Now, that sport has grown in popularity. It really wasn't known much here in the States over the last, it became well-known over the last 15, 20 years, right? Yeah, that's that's correct. Uh, now, it's uh, happening a lot more. There's a healthy uh, uh, teenage component that a lot of high schools have uh, bicycle uh, teams and, and so forth, and 
That's good. We have a lot of people in the state of Wisconsin who are real champion racers. Are you getting better at it? No. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm staying exactly the same uh, most of the time. Uh, although I, I, I will say that uh, probably relatively speaking, I am getting better. Um, my I tend to finish in the middle of okay. the group, whatever the group is. Right. But uh, I have been starting at the back. When they line you up to start, they have right. the call-ups, right? And right. if you you have pre-registered you get called up to the front and if you're in front that's where you want to be you right. have all the opportunities right away you can pick your own line exactly and if, as you when you start you're all in a group but the course narrows very quickly so that positioning is is very important to have right at the okay. beginning uh, but i don't pre-register so i i tend to start from the back of the do you group. not realize you're going to do these it's often a last-minute call for Is me. It you know, family obligations, whatever, whatever birthing, birthing opportunities right, that right. I have to do. Yeah. Sure. Uh, if you're, I am not saying you're not that fast, but you say you're middle of the pack. If you've got those fast guys behind you, they're plowing through you trying to get to the front if you're on that front line, right? You know, I have enough of a width to me, I, I would say, that uh, I can block. I don't think our listeners can truly appreciate the width that we see. Do you throw elbows ever? Stick no, your I, I I don't uh, like wings. You know, I so like you make yourself big, like with a. You know. so I do try and make myself bigger from time to time, yeah, yeah. and I know it's probably frowned upon. <laughs> it's like uh, it's, it's like yeah, maybe. it's like when a, when you're in a cougar encounters you, you're supposed to make, make yourself, yourself as bigger. big as possible. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So you do that to ward off challenges from the other riders. Like, look sure. at me, I'm a yeah. bear. And then... do you wear like a cape or something that really can like fluff out or like really really billow out? Like, yeah, I I prefer the skin tight uh, lycra. These uh, are strategies that might help you finish yeah, up higher. So listen right. to what we're yeah. saying. Yeah, in James Bond movies, he's got the car, and when the bad guys are chasing him, he presses buttons where oil slick comes out the back or yeah. a little uh, smoke, a little smoke, thumbtacks, thumbtacks. Do you ever yeah. think about? Outfitting your bike with some type of thing, you press a lever, and the people behind you end up, you know, getting flat tires. Jello? Like uh, no, I haven't. Something but to think about. Something I would consider would be uh, like the the spikes that pop out from the side, okay, sure. or the knives that you can sort of okay. score the tire of the person next right. to you. They make that noise. <laughs> yeah, 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 and slice, and the rubber falls off, and yeah. it's like whoa, whoa. Off the, yes, you, side of the mountain. Yeah. You got to be the one that does that first, so you get the benefit from it before they start outlining these things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you can win through training, or you can win through your mind. I say, win through your mind. It's just as valid. Mm, I often win in my mind. Right. <laughs> what, the, what about shredder? Shredder. Kind of like shredder, as in yeah, the, oh, like a shredder. Yeah. You mentioned Belgium. I don't know if you saw that uh, where Eddie Merckx took a tumble. And hit his head. You know who Eddie Merckx is? Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Eddie Merckx is when the, he was a young man, or just recently? Just recently, he is the Michael Jordan of bicycling. Yes, yes. Yeah, I never remember the what his nickname was. The, the cannibal. Uh, the cannibal. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, that's just a little bit like the shredder. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. I just got a new dog. Okay. Uh, oh. All right. It's a, a mix, a kind of a mutt sure. from the Humane Society. It looks uh -huh. like a yellow lab. That you can name. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and and so uh, I we had a naming discussion right. at the oh, house. Oh yeah, sure. And uh, I I was voting for cowboy. Cowboy the dog. I'm cowboy like the a, dog. Giddy up, cowboy. Right. Let's go, cowboy. You ride him around. Yeah, ride him, cowboy. <laughs> I want to hear the okay. other ones yeah, before I choose. So uh, so we had my daughter right. wanted Atticus. Is, wait, was this a boy or a girl? It was a girl. There's a girl, and you're going to call a cowboy. Okay. No, no, right. the, the dog was a boy. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, so the, uh, my daughter wanted Your to call daughter him was Atticus a girl. and call him <laughs> yeah. Addy for short. Sure. 
So my daughter had this whole thing about we're going to have a long name for the dog, but we call it something else for short. Yeah. And she started saying some crazy stuff like, you know, we'll call him Atticus, but we're going to call him Timmy for short. Sure. And we're like, for short? Short, That's not even a like a short for Timothy derivation of Atticus, <laughs> right, right? And so we we went off in this whole riff in 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 the in the discussion. And my favorite one um, that I that I almost wish we had used and said we we're going to call him Balthazar. Okay, Ballsy. Uh, Ballsy. Sure. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Boy, that's Ballsy. So that's what Ballsy. was Ballsy. the dog? Come here, Ballsy. What was the dog's final name? What is the uh, one? cowboy? Cowboy. Cowboy one. Yeah, cowboy was. You the put winner. your foot down. Cowboy. Okay, how long, how long have you had the dog? Uh, about three months. Oh, so it's I, not too late. I, it's you not too late. It. Yeah, yeah, I think it's time it to doesn't know it's, <laughs> No, it's Cowboy's a great name. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, giddy up, Cowboy. <laughs> we, we talked about... How many we, times have you said, since you've named the dog, how many times I've have you said, giddy up, Cowboy? We took it to training. And they they okay. told us we needed to have like a special word for to get the dog to come to you. And I was like... This kind of okay. brings us full circle to the beginning because in the first half of the interview, we were speculating how much that your children loved you if they let you keep this name cowboy i think that's that shows that they love that's you. true love right yeah. there because you, if they let you keep yeah. this loser name on your dog then they have a certain affinity for you so well, wait how old are your kids 16 16 two 16s and a 14 and a 14 okay so they might be thinking chris we only gotta live with this dog for a couple of years yeah it's got a stupid name but we only have to deal with it for a couple of years yeah, uh, like I said, I want to thank Bill for. No, yes. we're not done. No, we're wrapping up. Oh no! I want to thank Bill for stopping by. Bill might remember from the last time he was here. One tradition we've developed here is we do a little bit of a countdown. We mm-hmm. uh, count down three, two, one. Jim kicks in the music, and then we kind of wrap things up. So let's do it all together. Here we go. Three, two, two one. one. Music. So. Well, uh, we would also like to thank uh, all of you listeners out there and remind you to subscribe if you enjoy the show. We can be found on Stitcher, iTunes, anywhere you get your podcast feeds. So with that, thank you very much and see you next week. Yep. Thanks, Bill. Thank you.